think it's one thing about having an engaged following. Well, I do all your work for you. There's your outtake. Boom! Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Swiped Out Club and this week we are discussing three pieces of wisdom that you would give your younger self. Hey, 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 and welcome to another episode of Swiped Out. And I'm here with the woman who is messier than a bun. Messier than my bun? Yeah, I mean, your bun at the moment is, oh, I won't say tight, but, you know, it's 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 what you describe as a beautifully messy bun. It, it I'm takes, here with Swiped Out Girl. It takes a lot of work to get your hair to look like you've not done it. You won't understand this as a bloke. No, because like, I haven't got hair. hair. No, but it's like, it's it's, an, it's called a, an undone bun. An undone bun. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just start thinking of intros for you. I need to start thinking of some, like, cute little ways of uh, introing you. But yes, here we are. I'm Swiped Out Girl. Um, let's do the admin right at the top. Always efficient. That's me. <laughs> we love a good spreadsheet. And at the top of this particular spreadsheet is just reminding you to get in touch with us and all the different ways that you can do so. For me, I am a dating dad on pretty much every channel you can find me on, and probably some that you can't as well. If you're anywhere on the Silk Road, then you know what, you're my people. Uh, But yeah, message me, slide into my DMs. I am ready and open for you to ram your your opinions right up my DMs. Oh, wow. There's a lot, a lot of (laughs) intro in there. Um, I'm Jackie, and I'm Swiped Out Girl. You can find me at Swiped Out Girl on Twitter and Instagram, and you can pop me an email. I am Swiped Out Girl at SwipedOutClub.com. The reviews have been rolling in. Thank you so much for listening to what I said and doing what I said. That's always when she was a fan with me. (laughs) I love being listened to. (laughs) Um, And we've got one here from Sporty M. If you're single or even if you're not, this pod is brilliant to down to earth. Take umbrage with that. I think I'm fairly fabulous. Um, Real. Yeah, okay, fine. Relatable, funny, better. People discussing the modern dating scene and the challenges of being single in 2019. The chemistry between them is natural, considering we never met. And it's very much like listening to a chat between friends with a healthy healthy mix of humour, advice and amusing anecdotes. I'm sure it will continue to go from strength to strength and look forward to what comes next. Great job, guys. Ah, thanks, 40M. You are going to regret it if you don't get your review in early. You're going to just feel like you're jumping on a bandwagon. Get your reviews in now. Get your words in now so you can legitimately point to iTunes and say... I was there at the start. I was the, I was one of the first hundred. If you want to be part of that hundred club. You you need to be the person that recommends this podcast to your friends. You need to be the first one that is like, have you heard Swiped Out Club? Yeah, you be don't want to. You don't want to be there saying, oh yeah, no, I, I heard about, yeah, honestly, believe me, trust me, I was there at the start. Because if you don't say it loud and proud, then you weren't. Be a pod leader, not a pod follower. Did I say that right? Yeah, no, yeah. that works. That works. <laughs> <laughs> so today, what? Well, first of all, I've got my uh, my anecdote that we hung over, rolled over, rolled over. I'm we rolled over from a previous episode. <laughs> so I told you the David Blaine story, but Glenn was quite keen on hearing the Kim Kardashian story. Glenn's just left the room. No, I haven't left the room. I'm going to get you a glass of water because you've you've uh, you're basically dehydrated. Glenn is. I'm going to pad while he's not here and can't hear me. Glenn is serving me water in a Stella Artois pint glass. Like, is, is that the most single bloke thing you've heard ever? 
This is great because he's not going to hear any I'm, of this. What? Oh my I'm, god! I'm considering that was really like stealth. The way that you just sneaked up behind me. Then hang on, I'm reaching for my Stella. Hang it's on. a Stella glass. It's not. It's not actual. I mean, I've got Stella. I've pretty much got everything I you really want don't in, think in I a various fridge. I've got several fridges. Right, Kim Kardashian. So last week we did David Blaine. Kim, I've heard of Kim. I'm Kardashian. aware of her work. I'm aware of her ass. <laughs> so I'm on holiday in Miami. And me and my friend are in this restaurant called Komodo, which is over in Brickell, which yeah. if you've ever been to Miami, very strange place. I don't endorse it. South Beach was a bit very strange. Like it doesn't really know its identity. Like even the guy that tended to our pool would walk around there in the morning and he heard me and my friend talking about it. And he was like, yeah, I don't know who's spreading this rumor that Miami's nice. It's <laughs> it's really not. And don't get me wrong. There is, if you're going to go high end and you've got money to spend, there are some lovely places. Otherwise, there were people queuing up in Forever 21 at nine o'clock at night wearing lingerie. And... Sorry, uh, I, I, as someone who, who hasn't spent much time as an adult in Miami, Forever 21, is that like Victoria's Secret? No, it's just like H&M, like that sort of level, just like okay. queuing up. And normally I'd say it's what can only be described as lingerie, but it was lingerie. Like we're I, talking in like... I'm never going to argue against that. You would if you saw the girls. They, <laughs> okay. They were, they were not Victoria's Secret models. Let's just put it that way. Okay. It, they were... Hmm... <laughs> interesting like I mean, in rocking a, like homeless chic like it's did so you ever watch that program there used to be loads of them and there was like people that got so fat in their house that they would have to cut the roof off to winch oh, them out right yeah, it was yeah, that yeah. girl oh. wearing it in front of me in the queue yeah if you're queuing up for lingerie no 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 no, no a, not queuing a... up for lingerie queuing up wearing lingerie if just out wearing, shopping if you're wearing lingerie in a mobility scooter then something's gone wrong she was just wearing like trainers, like as like, normal, and then like like a one piece like Basque teddy. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck was going on, but just just that shopping, just casual. Um, and then so we're in Brickle, which is a lot nicer area. Like apparently, like South Beach is where the tourists go. Which you know, I was there because I was one. But if I'd have known, I would have stayed in Brickle, which is a bit more like New York, like a little bit more like New York on sea. So, so New, New York on sea. Yeah. So we've headed <laughs> over there. And funnily enough, it was the same friend of mine that I was in Paris with. And again, we were just suddenly became aware that something was not quite right in this restaurant. We just kind of felt like we shouldn't be there. Mm. Everyone else in the restaurant seemed to know each other. They were like shaking hands over are our you, table. Are you sure you weren't in someone's house? <laughs> you just crashed a house party. If it was, I want their chef. He needs to live with me. But like, yeah, people were like, Shaking hands over our table, catching up. We were like bobbing and weaving out the way to, so that people could talk over our heads and that table was talking across us to that table. And it was all really weird. I, I felt like I was intruding. I felt like I shouldn't have been there. And then my friend says to me, oh my God, do not turn around. So, so obviously I turn around. Because you're going to see my heart breaking. Don't turn around. It was better than that. Should I tell you what I saw? What did you say? Hulk fucking Hogan. No way! <laughs> She's like, oh my god! That's amazing. Hulk Hogan just walked in, so my head swivels one eighty like The Exorcist. See, I, I there's part of me that says that wants to say, look, let's explain who Hulk Hogan is for the people who don't know who he is. Hulk but... Hogan was like the hero of WWF when it was called WWF before it was called WWE, 
as in like WrestleMania, the yellow bandana. <laughs> in the days of Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man Randy Savage. Andre the and, Giant, R.I.P. Yeah, and uh, Million Bret Dollar Man. Hart. I was like oh, the ultimate like WrestleMania girl, right? <laughs> My favourite ever like um, tag team was Macho Man Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan mm. against Andre the Giant and Million Dollar Man. Best, best fight ever. I digress. So then, <laughs> while we're getting excited about Hulk Hogan, I go to her, oh my god, don't you turn around. And she's like, what's that? Because you're going to see my heart breaking. Don't turn around. <laughs> and I went, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are behind you. <laughs> There's like real housewives of such is, and such over there. This is not a dream you have. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. Right? My friend is more excited about Hulk Hogan yeah, so than like be. Kim K. So right now we're like, what the hell is going on? This is utterly, utterly bizarre. So then it soon becomes apparent because we start asking people. We were sat next to some like famous DJ. I had one of his songs on my phone. But I couldn't tell you who he is now. We get talking to him. He's from England, so we like hit it off. We start talking. Turns out it's the it was not him. Turns out it was the owner of the restaurant's wedding the next day. So everyone is in town for that. And this restaurant on this night that we seem to have snagged a table for two (laughs) is where they're having like the rehearsal dinner. I'm now at this guy's wedding. (laughs) So we instantly like follow Kim Kardashian on Instagram. Sure enough, there she is, gramming away, add her on Snapchat. Funnily enough, I wasn't already a current follower. Shock. Mm-hmm. She's Snapchatting about Miami. We're like, oh my God, we were there earlier. That's where she's now. So we're following the story. Like, this is unbelievable. So she goes to the toilet and my friend says to me, follow her. My friend's like... On Instagram. <laughs> In real life. Right? <laughs> Track her. So she goes off to the toilet. My friend makes me follow her. She's like a married mum of two. She's like, this is your shit. You, you, you excel in this. So I follow her off to the toilet. Her security guard, like, is standing way outside the toilet. I go in. And I'm, I'm literally in the cubicle thinking, I am not coming out until she's done. I'm <laughs> so going to sink my pee with her trip to the sink. I, I, I'm, I'm, really, I'm sinking sink time. At, at some point, remind me to tell you about my story about making Sting laugh in the toilets. Okay. So... We're at the sinks together. Me, Kim, my new best friend. Kim, yeah, first name terms. Yep. And then another girl. And the other girl asks if she can have a selfie. And I was like, she's getting a selfie. I'm getting a selfie. So then Kim, who is about four foot tall and four foot wide. Such a little midget. I mean, I know she's got a fat ass, but I didn't realise she was that short. Her ass is as wide as she is tall. Yeah. Right? Not not my girl. So then, not your girl. So then Kim very politely goes, sure, we'll get it outside, right? Now, I've seen footballers do this, right? You say yes. Mr. Security Man outside mm-hmm. is then like, sling your hook, love. Yep. So Kim gets the good press. Kim hasn't said no. Kim said yes. By the time we get outside, little Miss Selfie is last seen. She's like, bye. She has been carted off by the bouncer. So I'm still washing my hands with Kim. I'm putting lipstick on. I'm, I've put lipstick on for th- like three times now, just chatting away to her. And I said to her, and funnily enough, <laughs> my end is my beginning. Because we talk about this a lot on Twitter. So I said to her, why do people take selfies in a toilet? I went, 
if I was going to have a picture taken with you anywhere, guess what? I wouldn't want a tampon bin in the background. And she went, I know, right? I mean, we're best friends right now. <laughs> Kim agreed. I made Kim lol. She's like, I know, right? And so when I go outside and I can see the girls still sort of hanging around. So I'm like hanging around, like rummaging around in my purse. That's when I see the bouncer like cart her off. And I was like, yeah, I'm not waiting for a selfie. I'm just getting something from my bag, right? Mm-hmm. So then that's when I realise what's happened. The deal is I say yes to all the losers who want a selfie. I send them out. When you see them, fuck them off. So I'm like, that's not going to be me. So, of course, like the girl says to the bouncer, oh, no, no, Kim said it's fine. She's coming out. And the bouncer's like, I don't think so, love. So then she slings her hook. I politely follow. I'm like, I didn't I didn't want a selfie. I'm, that was I at the time. I'm like 35. Well, whatever. But, but really, no selfie. So then she comes out, and after we've bonded over our mutual love of like our hatred of like toilet selfies, I'm now following her on Instagram. What did she do as soon as I left? Took a fucking selfie in the toilet <laughs> with the tampon bin in the background. Oh, Kim, have some class. Our friendship goes so far back, and we we bonded <laughs> over our mutual hatred of toilet selfies. And then, like, no sooner than my back is turned. She was, she was in there, and then the whole clan in there, Courtney's Two in there as well. timing slut, that's what she the is. The whole, like, Courtney is in there, one of the other ones, I think Jonathan Chebon then popped up in the girls' at one point, all taking toilet real, selfies. Is that a real name? You know Jonathan Chebon? I don't get Jonathan Chebon. No. You're not his demographic. I was so upset, so let down, I can't believe it, friendship over. Did you unfollow her? Did you block her? Fucking right I did. <laughs> I don't want to keep on following her toilet <laughs> selfies. Anyway... That's my story. I'll, I'll think of another one for next week. Oh, do your sting one. Or do you want to save that for next week? I like it. I, it's, it's a good story, but uh, yeah, I can save it for whatever week we want to decide to do it. Because it sounds like you wouldn't probably advise your younger self to be following celebrities into a toilet and asking them for Instagram uh, photos, would you? Well, if 35-year-old me is still doing it, I don't really think I can judge. But that leads us, segues nicely, onto this week's topic. I mean, obviously we're a dating podcast. Yes, we are. Well, to a degree, we're a... We're a, a life and relationship podcast as We're much as dating. We're multifaceted and multifunctioning. But I, I think, like, who you are as a youngster in your cognitive years shapes who you are, obviously, when you're older and when you're navigating this treacherous world of dating. So I want us to be more of, like, a lifestyle pod as well every now and then, just, like, dip our toes into that world. And I was thinking the other day, what advice would I give my younger self? Oh, it is so much advice well, do, think... do you know where sorry, do you know where, the, where this came from tell me so when i was watching the we met at acme podcast in new york with Lindy, Lindsay metzler you were in new york right i've not really? mentioned it for one episode God. you should tell us more by the time i stopped talking about it i'll have been there again <laughs> um and she had these four comedians on the stage and she asked this question what would you tell your younger self the girl that she was asking was 23 oh Fuck her. I think I said that out loud in the audience. Me and my friend, who were like 38 and 39 respectively, I think you heard our eyes roll. We were like, fuck you. Like, seriously? Like, that was five minutes ago. Oh, when I hear shit like that, it makes me want to wish, it makes me wish I had earlids. But this this is what I said to you about when I was sitting watching these shows thinking what we do better, because I was like, that's a shit question. Mm. You have not thought about who in your on your panel you're asking this to. You cannot ask a 23-year-old, what would you tell your younger self? She's still fucking young. Yeah. Don't eat crayons. 
as a Baldy <laughs> advice you can give when you're 22. Don't lavender up your nose like I did and get it stuck when you're six years old. I just really wanted to smell it. What can I say? And now so, you can't smell anything else. No, but the smell of lavender now still makes my stomach turn. So it's, it was very traumatic. So I thought, okay, what would I tell my younger self? And I'm thinking like 16. I mean, anything younger okay. than that, you are advising them not to eat crayons. So I've got my three. Have you got your three? I've got so many. And I've also got a few replies from our guys. This is why you need to follow us, guys. We ask a lot of questions. Where can they follow you again? At Swiped Out Girl. That would be great. And you what can about you? Me a dating dad, or you can follow kind of our, our joint account at Swiped Out Club. You you are our content. As, where are you? What you call you um, UGC, user generated content. Absolutely. This is Web 2.0. Do our jobs for us. <laughs> so, my first piece of advice you'll get over him. You'll get over who? Him. Him? Generic him. Because there's probably been like, one great love. Definitely. Mm-hmm. One first love. Is this your great love? Is he as attractive as you think he is? Yes. Is he? Yes. Is he? Yes. Is he? The heart wants what it wants. There is no <laughs> logic in the chambers of the human heart. Hey, tell you that's my ex-wife. She'd agree. Right? So, first love. I'm going to tackle him first, okay. right? So, with him from the age of 16 to 18. And this is probably... Just to sum it up, this is Nokia phone era. Okay, the snakes era. Snakes era. So no like FaceTime, whatever. We used to write letters to each other. As in physically write them. I mean, what is this? Hieroglyphs? <laughs> fucking Victorian. Why? I was don't it on know. a chalkboard? But it, it wasn't so much because of the era. It was more because of the age. It was so like first love. Like your first love is just like brutal like to have the first love and break up with the first love around about the same age see you know i my my first love wasn't actually i I never got with i I wrote a blog post about this recently my first love was what did i call her uh i called her nancy uh because that wasn't her name but still and i wrote about how I, i i was i was deeply in love with her from the age of 13 12 or 13 years old until the age of 15, which is basically your entire life. And I, 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 I loved her from afar. I thought she was amazing. I was looking, I was massively friend-zoned. But I saved up and I bought her some Elizabeth Duke jewellery for her birthday party. That's the Argos special. It was. It? It, was I, it was all I could afford. I had no money. We didn't even have a fucking telly most of the time. I had no cash. I saved up. By walking to school so I could save the train, uh, the bus fare. You know, I, it took me a long time that to really save up. That really puts a price on the oh, item of jewellery that you, you got her. You have no idea how long it took me to save up the money to buy her this uh, fishbone iridescent three-piece set. It was probably only about 30, 40 quid. But, you know, when you're paying 30p a train fare because, or a bus fare, because that's in the old days, kids, 30p was a lot of money. And that's what buses cost? Yeah. It was a hundred bus fares. A hundred bus fares that I gave up so that I could save up to buy her a thing and uh, bought it for her. Went to a birthday party, gave it to her in a gift wrap box. And you know what she said? I hate it. I said, oh, thanks. I mean, it's Elizabeth Duke. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> Adorning her with Argos jewels. There's nothing wrong with Argos. I'll go. <laughs> so my first love, 
The funny thing about age, right, is that, and this sounds obvious, but you're always the oldest you've ever been. So at the time, you're the wisest you've ever been. And at 16, you're like, this is the most in love that I've ever been. Oh, yeah. Like, no, this no, is the last... No one can know more than I know now. For, no one knows more than I... No, no one can love more than mm. I love him now. We're like letter writing, like fucking Romeo and Juliet. Like, what What do was you, he doing? Do you feel like that now? Do you think when you're 80, you're going to look back on your 39-year-old self? I thought about this. And, and also, fuck you, I'm 38. <laughs> okay. I thought this the other day. Like, you don't look it. You look 39. I, I feel about 102. But I remember like we were always on again, off again. Shock, he was probably like my first fuckboy. And I'll never forget, like, during one of our breakups, going out one night with the girls, probably to Fifth Avenue. Fifth. In Ilford. Oh, yeah. I remember Fifth. Before it became the venue. That was, that was the trendy place. I was more of a guitar guy, so I was always a standard. No, Fifth Avenue is very, like, lots of, like, garage being played. We go there in our, our Burberry bandanas before Daniela Westbrook ruined Burberry for us. Garage girls were the sort of girls that we'd be there with our Burberry bandanas and our Louis Vuitton clutches, but we could cut you. <laughs> 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 with our moves on the dance floor. But, and I, I think it was always the, oh God, if I go, is he going to be there? And the getting ready around the friend's house and like the palpitations of thinking you're going to see him. And I'll never forget one of the girls um made some sort of quip i can't remember if it was to my face or behind my back and my other friend told me later but she was like oh i see now like jackie split up with him i suppose we'll be seeing a lot more of her again now uh-huh. and my friend who was like she was we were 16 she was a lot older she was 21 and she seemed just like so wise and i remember she turned around to um <laughs> who was known as fat Ange. Why would you call her Fat Ange? Is that because she... But it was shortened to Flange. Oh, jeez, that's even <laughs> this, worse. This really shows oh, me that's, that's That's brutal. And and she turned around to her and she like... Oh, flange. Flange. <laughs> and she went to her. And she, we've all done it. She was like, that's what mates do. She was like, when your friend goes through a breakup, yeah, they come back to their friends. You've done it. I've done it. Won't be the last time Jackie does it. That's what mates are for. Like, when they split up with the boyfriend, you welcome them back in. So, yeah, Ange had it served flange. to her face. Don't be saying Ange, it's Flange. Flange. I, I think I just assumed that I'd marry him. I mean, how stupid as a 16-year-old. But like I said, it's all you've ever known. And I just genuinely thought, like, this is it. Huge, long letters. Letters, kids. You've heard of them. They were like long voice notes like from, the, read, from the read, days of yore. They're voice notes, but you had to use your hands to produce. With actual writings. Yeah, this is the actual writings. It's not It's not just typing them out. You, you had one chance, and you, if you made a mistake, you had to cross it out. No, I would start the whole page again. I couldn't have like the, the crossings out on there. I would write him huge letters before he would go on his boy's holiday to Ayanapa. That for him to read while he was there. Did you have like separate envelopes to say, open this on day one, open this on day two, open this on day three? <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I think one letter was long enough to like keep him going throughout the whole two weeks. Jackie and I both love a bit of competition, which is why we're thrilled to be entered into the Podcast of the Year Awards. We may be relatively new around it, but that doesn't mean we don't already want some nice trophies for the shelf and an excuse to spray the champagne. If you like what you hear, then you can help us out by going to www.greatbritishpodcasts.com and telling them you think we should win. 
And if you don't like us, then do it anyway, merely to build up our egos before we inevitably crash and burn. Entries close soon, so do it now while you remember. No, I mean, right now. Hit pause, vote, then come back. I'll wait. You back? Excellent. That wasn't so hard, was it? Now, go tell a friend to head to greatbritishpodcast.com and vote for us too. Cheers. So, that was the first love. The second love was like my great love. If I can get over him, I can get over anyone. It was 13 years, on and off, again, like so many issues he was all about either the the grand gestures or i'm no good for you i'm gonna set you free we'd have three months apart he'd come back again then it'd be off then it'd be like oh marry me then he'd go then he'd disappear then he'd go on the missing list again he's like he's got more issues than the enemy honestly like that one still shakes me to my core now and then the last one is probably the the fuck boy that we spoke about who I referred to as Peter Ban. That one shook me more than I thought. And I think it was because of the age. I think it was more of, I didn't know I could still have this done to me at 38. So my advice this was, is... This was recent. That one, that one was March. Yeah. But the great love, like we've not even like been together for five years. Mm-hmm. But he was the one that... He will always be the, the... You can have a great love, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're great for you. But... He was just, and he'll still say to this day, he'll be like, I know you, I get you. And it's that line that hooks me every time. And I'm like, yeah, I fucking know you as well. So it was dog whistling you. Dog whistling me. So to get over someone, not, here's not my... Not calling you a dog. Not calling me a dog. Yeah, listen back an episode, guys. Um, for me, I think there's two ways that people get over people. Time. Get under them. Under someone else. <laughs> that doesn't work for me. Oh no, or does it? Because I think I'm about to say that. You've either got time or you've got replacement. So you know that saying, time heals all wounds. Bullshit. I pined for my great love for five years. No one else came along. No one else came close. No one else was as good as him until Peter Pan fuckboy. So for me, I'm very much in the replacement camp. I can pine and fester on something until something else comes along that turns my head. So I'm very much in the replacement camp. So I would say to my younger self, you will get over him, but it will take someone else to dazzle you for that to happen. You can't, the, the whole, I'll get under someone else if it's the wrong person. That That's not what I mean by replacement. That I, I, I would probably cry mid-sex if I was shagging someone <laughs> that I wasn't what, into. There, there, uh, there's not much, um, I I speak as someone who has experienced the other side of this. There's not much less sexy than someone crying during sex. No, I don't think... I've heard, No, I've never had that. I've had someone fall asleep once, but that's for another episode. Um, I, I, you know, if, you, if you've had a few drinks and you, you're laying on your back and it's warm and you're tired... All those boxes ticked. Then it is what it is. But it I happens. think you, you need to wait because you're not going to get over them, but you will. Like... I, like I say, I, I can pine for someone. I can keep a flame burning like longer than the Hanukkah Miracle Menorah. Like I will literally like keep on. No, no one's as good as them. No one's as good as them. Then someone will come along that will turn my head. So I'm very much in the replacement 
camp. Uh, see, uh, for, for me, in uh, in terms of advice to give, it's it, I, I agree with that. I don't disagree with that in the slightest. I think you're, you're absolutely right. And yet you sound you, like you're about to. You No, you will get <laughs> over someone. You will have other loves. It's not about being someone being better. They're always going to be different. Yeah. And don't try and don't try and replace someone because you're never going to replace them. But for me, my first piece of advice I would give to my younger self. Oh, so should, yeah, let's alternate. I like it. Is is one that I know that my younger self absolutely will not agree with. Trust nobody. Oh. Because my younger self, he always knew that you don't trust anyone because they'll let you down. But there's that one person. There's that one person who's always going to be there for you. And the rest of the world, you can't trust them. But this one person, they've got your back. They're always going to be the person who's on your side and will, will make it happen forevermore. Fuck that. Trust them. Trust them as far as you can throw them and no more. I think that's a good one. Because I don't think you can ever trust everyone. Like, I, I fell out with my best friend of 20 years over a pair of trainers. We've now not spoken for 18 months. Did she buy Jordans? No, I bought some... Tra- it's a long story. It's one... It, maybe we'll do a friendship episode one day. <laughs> Friendship's gone bad. But no, I, I, I agree. And In fact, that leads me into my one. My next one was, you don't need a best friend. What you need is a group of great friends. I have... A lot of different friends that tick a lot of different boxes. I, I never had a best friend at school. I was I was what is now called like the in betweener. I was a floater. Like I could. Well, I could in betweener, you all... you were the guy who was just a really bad dancer. I, I was. Like, you could shake complete... people in caravan parks. I didn't even shag at school. I was what was known as a boffin or a swat. You I were was... a swat. Yeah, I was straight A's, A stars. Okay, for for people who haven't seen. Um, you can you can shut your ears down for this bit. Okay. For people who haven't seen pictures of Jackie, have a look at pictures of Jackie, and then think back to how I'm sure she was uh, attractive and so on as a kid, and then try and pass that with someone who's a SWAT because I can't quite do it. No, I was I had like stupid things like my hairband stolen out my hair while I was in class chewing gum, putting my hair like that properly like. Bullied. Well, you went to a good school. Heathcote? Yeah. I was about to say her name then. No, smoking under the table. One of my teachers got stabbed with a compass. With a compass? Come on, that's nothing. Not not a compass that you use to like do north and south. <laughs> a compass of like drawing a circle. Yeah, but still, that's yeah, not hard. in his God. face. <laughs> you don't want to be Next week I'm going to bring a compass. <laughs> stab you in the face. Yeah, please Something don't stab will go me. full circle. Please don't stab me with anything. So no, my no, I was like a complete like. Do you call them bods? Yeah, I was yeah, a bod. bod. Yeah. I was a bod and a bod <laughs> and a swat. I believe that's what the Beano would have referred to me as a bod and a swat. Um, yeah, I've got and like now you can fuck a dance floor. Now I can fuck a dance floor like no one's business. <laughs> yeah, check out my dance videos as well, everyone. Um, I've got like one friend that I would go like shopping with if I need like a great outfit. I've got one who does my straight talking. I've got one who's zen and talks about fucking crystals and yoga and where, what the moon's doing. I've got one, shout out to Nicola, who would do drive-bys with me past my current or ex-boyfriend's house when, you know, shit needs to get fucked oh, up. Oh, yeah, I, I've, got, I've got a friend who I had to... I've got a couple of friends who I had to talk down from uh, absolutely ransacking my ex's new place and her boyfriend's car, and I, he part, can't drive. That, what? No, he's 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 recently got rid of a cinquecento that was older than he is, 
and not in a good. It's not a classic car. It's just it's like not, twenty it's not years old. It's a, and I had to talk them down from this. And you want people like that in your life. You want people who like they've got your back, even if you don't know what your back needs. And I think this kind of leads on to my one issue with relationships. As much as I want one, I think like. I'm I'm all for being faithful. Like we've spoken about how I don't double dip. I'm all for monogamy. But I think I'm slightly scared of being with the same person forever. You think how often us girls change our hairstyle, our hair colour, we Tell upgrade our houses, our I've, cars. I've looked, I've looked on your dating apps and on your dating apps. You can have like ten different hair colours, and it's all—it's all you within like three weeks of each other. Yeah, so like, like we're constantly evolving, right? Like, I—I I can't see how, like, for example, if you, you just mentioned the Cinquecento, if I was still driving my Fiat Punto that I had at age eighteen, I think I'd gone wrong somewhere. Like, you're—you're you're meant to change, you're meant to evolve, you're meant to upgrade your life. Like you're not meant to have the same things at 38 as you did at 18. Otherwise, I'd still be wearing two gold hoop earrings in each year, like double denim and Reebok classics. Oh, I'd still have baggy combat trousers with a massive chain that they would never let me in the pu- in the in the club with. Because it's a weapon. It doesn't matter. See, you you didn't need to worry about it because you were a trendy. You didn't have chains. That was the Burberry bandana on by but, then. But the great thing was, at the end of the night, you'd leave the club and they'd have literally they'd have the chains just laid out on a table. And if you went in with some skinny little chain, you just like, you yeah, could that's, upgrade. That, that's my one. Thank you very much. I'm walking out. So, I mean, with that in mind, the thought of being with the same person for what potentially fifty years is quite frankly petrifying. When you're as I'm going to call myself a topical chameleon, like. I'm, I'm not saying I'm flaky, but I like to learn a, like about a lot of things. So like currently obsessed with, as we spoke about last week, Jackie Kennedy and JFK. And last year it was all about the old antebellum mansions and what they use them for now and slavery and the civil war. And I'll literally bounce from one topic to the other until I've absolutely exhausted everything that I know about it. Mm. That's why I need a lot of friends. If you're just like, if you're still saying this is my best friend at 38... I think you've gone wrong somewhere. I think at that age, you should have kind of spread the net a little bit wider and have a multifaceted friendship group. And it's different because it's good to have friends you had back then. My my oldest friend is also my eldest friend. My oldest friend was my youth worker when I was a... I met him when I was 13, 14 years old. And he was my youth worker. He delivered the, the projects. And then I ended up working with him and getting to know him as an adult. And I've known him for 25 years and he's my my oldest friend. But in that time as well, I've grown, I've evolved. You you meet new people. And some of my closest friends are people I didn't know 10 years ago, it's five like, years I, ago. I call my, my, old, my oldest friend, I call her my oldest and longest friend who is neither old or long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like we... I've got Christmas presents that I still owe her for about four Christmases. <laughs> but when I do see her... We just we pick up like nothing's changed, and we we met in college. But I don't I don't need to see her every day. I know she's there if I need to speak to her. Oh, like, so that's the mark of a good friend. Yeah, you can just pick up like no time has changed. I can't stand friends and fa- and family to be fair. Who uh, they they'll moan at you if you haven't spoken to them for a certain amount of time, or they make you feel bad because you've not contacted them. And I've got a busy life, people. Let me live it. And if we see each other, we see each other. If we don't, we don't. My sister lives in Melbourne. I don't see her. I haven't seen her since I did Everest in Nepal. So I haven't seen her since 2017. 
But if I speak to her tomorrow, neither of us would even blink an eyelid at the fact that, oh, you didn't call me, you didn't call me. It's just, you haven't, uh, let's just look at the future. Let's look at where we are. Yeah. Cool. That's my second one. What's yours? Um, My second one is, well, invest in Google. Um, (laughs) This isn't the Back to the Future almanac. It should be. What would you do if you could go back in time? Fuck the space-time continuum. I would absolutely... flux capacitor. I would screw that shit over. No, it would be... It sounds silly, but have a secret cash fund. And by this, I mean whatever relationship you're in, no matter how solid you are, have a an option where at any stage of any time of day or night you can walk out. The you fuck you fund. Some, the fuck you fund. And that's what you need. You need uh, uh, an amount in a... I don't care if it's in a secret bank account or whether it's in a physical piggy bank that you crack open and you get into have the ability to walk away from anything at any time and get to a safe place because there's so many times when you're thinking you know i'd love to leave this thing but i can't Mm. i'm tied into it i've got loans i've got this i've got that have a situation where yeah you can you might have some commitments moving forward but you can always walk away if you can't walk away from somewhere you're trapped Never, ever, ever feel that you're trapped in any situation. Always know you can walk away at any time of day or night. I like that. I like that one. Um, Number three for me, work hard in school, kids. It sounds so trite and so obvious. fucking shit that is. But do you know what it is? It's because I always used to say this to my my nephew, and he's like, he's not the most academic. He was always going to do something with his hands, like carpentry, plumbing, that sort of thing. He was definitely going to go into a trade. He was never like the most studious. But what I always used to say to him, because I did, as we've just discovered, I, I, I was the, the bod. He was a bod. I was a bod. But like, I don't think that kids today, and our parents probably said the same about us, and now I feel really old. I don't think kids, whatever generation is talking about them, understand that if you just get your nut down for 11 years that tees you up forever that that sets you up to for the rest of your life you can do whatever you want to do astronaut physicist prime minister footballer whatever it is because school is like like, look put it this way i'm now 38 have i since i left school been asked how many electrons a hydrogen atom has no, unless you're going into a very specific job. Like, how many simultaneous equations have you done since you left school? Three. <laughs> just, just today. <laughs> just this morning, funny enough. But it, it is a thing of, of it, it depends on the personality. So, yes, you might not need to know about the science and biology involved in things, but the person who's going to clone a dinosaur and then ride it does need to know that sort of stuff. But I, I is think... that going to make you happy? No, but I think what what school does is th- this this isn't about like happiness. This is about like setting you up for life. Because what school does is it teaches you the skill of listening, engaging, retaining information, and feeding it back whilst adding in your own opinions. Which when you're on a date, guess what, guys, you're going to be doing. Don't be that guy that sits and goes, oh, I don't know. Like look, I think we said it in one of the early episodes. I know like jack shit about opera. 
But if you're an aficionado, I'll, I can quite happily go, do you know what? I don't know too much about that, but I'd really love to. What's a good one that a beginner can go to that they would understand? Yeah, because I've got the skill to communicate and say, oh, teach me. That I'd love of, to know that. That leads really into my third thing. I'm not myself. finished. You've not finished. Okay, come on. <laughs> Hurry up, woman. I'm ready to, I'm ready to blow here. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> but what school does is it shows that you can show the fuck up. You know, it shows that you can concentrate, you can pay attention, you can get out of bed, you know, you can turn up somewhere well-dressed and well-groomed at half past eight in the morning, you know, just like life skills. You can engage with people, you can meet deadlines. These are the skills that you're going to need, not just for life, but for dating, which we obviously talk about a lot here. And I, I wrote this down because like, I knew that I'd like mess it up if I tried to say it. What you learn from school isn't the content of each lesson it's the lesson of learning that's the skill. Oh, I wish, I want my kids to just, I want that just in, put it on into their head through some sort of IV drip because school teaches you A, B and C, but uh, what it should teach you is how to give a shit about what A, B and C are. And that's the thing, like you're, you're not there because like 99% of you aren't going to use like biology and like I say, simultaneous equations or Pythagoras theorem by the time they're 40. Like not many people get asked that in their Monday morning meeting, funny enough in their office job, but it's about showing that you can concentrate for what what are you at school? Like six hours? Like in the real world now as an adult, (laughs) that that's, that's not, that's not long, but plus what school does is it enables you that if you get the good grades, you can then get the job that you want. And then you're a happier person. No one wants, to, no one chooses to stack shelves at Sainsbury's. You know, that's, that's not anyone's career ambition, I'm guessing. And I'm like, I don't even feel like I'm taking a punt on that. No, I'm, I'm adamant. No one <laughs> leaves school saying, I really want to stack shelves at Sainsbury's. But the people that end up having to do that is because they've got no other choice because they were the person stabbing Mr. Byram with a compass in my English class. But, because, and leading back to dating relationships, you've got to have a job, I think, it's certainly helped me, have a job that you would marry in case no one marries you, right? Like, for me, being able to do what I love every day, like, if I didn't have a job that I loved, I, mean, I remember listening to Vanessa Feltz once on, like, on oh, radio, yeah, okay. and she said, when your love life is in turmoil, but you've got a job that you love, you can survive. When your job is going shit, but you've got, like someone that you love at home, you can survive. When both go shit together... I don't, don't, well, I don't, I don't want to live in a world where I agree with Vanessa Phelps. (laughs) When both go shit together... Don't, just don't say it. That's when people then struggle. That's when you're looking at like... You've broken me. Right? Depression and anxiety and like suicidal thoughts. When both your personal and your professional life are shit that's when you're in trouble. So you've got to at least have something that you love. It's where you spend the most time. Like, I don't know where I'd be without my job. I I didn't have a book of wedding gowns growing up. I didn't have like a wish box of where I wanted to get married. It was like scrapbooks of like, all I wanted to do was be a writer. Like to be paid to write was just like my dream. And like being able to to do that. I, I can remember someone saying to me at one of my first press conferences, it's my first one. And he turned around to me and he said, just make sure that you don't wake up one day and be married to your job. 
And at the time, I was like, I, I think he said, don't wake up at 30 and be married to your job. And I was like, ew, 30? That's well old. As if I'd be like, married with loads of kids by then. And do you know what? Thank fuck I didn't listen to him because I am married to my job now and I love it. But anyway, so that's my third one. But Work th- hard, kids. Yeah, but my third one kind of leads onto that massively. Have an opinion. Oh, yes. And it, it bugs me so much when I meet someone and I'll say something and it'll be on a generic type thing and I'll say, what do you think of this? And I'll say, oh, I don't know. Hate it. And what am I going to do with that? What are they going to do with that? Life is for living. It's 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 something to get involved in. It's messy. It's something you get your hands into and get stuck into. If you don't have an opinion on something, it's because you don't care about something. And I'm not saying you have to have an opinion which supports it or makes it a good thing, but have an opinion. Even if that opinion is, you know what, this whole thing is shit. So, for example, things like Love Island. I personally, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't understand what the appeal is as much as I would probably love to be on it. (laughs) But I haven't got the six pack for it. But I've got an opinion on it. I've got an opinion because I've seen a couple of, I've seen some of the episodes and I've seen what people act like and what they do. And I, I care about people. I've got things I want to say about it. If I care about politics, I've got an opinion on it. If I care about sport, I've got an opinion on it. If I care about the environment, I've got an opinion on it. If you haven't got an opinion on something, it means you don't care. And I'm not saying you have to have the right opinion, but have an opinion on it and be willing to stand up and speak your ground and change your mind if you're presented with a different environment. Totally agree. Because when you're on dates in 20 years' time, you're going to have to talk about things that... You don't know about, like we said, opera, cooking, whatever it is. Yeah, my, I've got a list of 50 things and I'm working through that list. And most of it, I don't I don't know fuck all about. Opera was on there. And I, I mentioned it to some friends and a friend of mine said, oh, I'm a member of Blindborn. And so let's go along that. Blindborn has got like a seven year waiting list to get tickets to it. Okay, fine. So I went along, I saw an opera and I enjoyed it. I loved it. It was based on my favourite Shakespeare play. And... I had an opinion. I loved what happened. If I'd turned up there and I, I didn't care about it, it wouldn't have meant anything. Mm. And I'd have missed out massively on this. And I feel like if you haven't got an opinion, you haven't got a stake. If you haven't got a stake, then why should you be involved in it? Hi, I'm Charlie Spokes from My Friend Charlie, and you're listening to The Swapped Out Podcast. So we had some feedback from you guys. Like I said, this is why you need to follow us on the social, guys. We, we put these questions out a couple of weeks before we um, record the pod. So we really want your feedback. So the first one back was from Nicola, who's, who went straight in there with, don't shag around when you're younger because that label of a slag never leaves you. Fishy <laughs> Trisha from school will always fishy be Trisha. Fishy Trisha <laughs> 25 years later. Although one might argue, is that slut shaming? You live your truth, Fishy <laughs> Trisha. You get yours, girl. And she she also said, similar to yours, she wishes that she'd saved a pound for every 10 she earned. Yeah, saving saving matters, people. I wish I could have done that. Instead of spending on things that were more fun, which is something that Dawn Dahlia said. She said, drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad. Um, Figgen said, don't take any shit. Stand up for yourself, especially when it comes to men. If they leave because of it, let them. Samantha Lee said, stop seeing the good in 
everyone. That's kind of what you said about like trust, trust no one. Kirsten, um, she she came back with three. Other people's behaviour is never about you and always about them. Agreed. If he's, oh, she's quoted, girls gotta eat. Shout out to them because we've not done that for at least two episodes. If he's interested, you'll know. If he's not, you'll be confused. And her last one, um, oh no, she sent five. Hang on. Some relationships are there to teach you a lesson that you need to learn about yourself. Number four was, you are not fat. <laughs> and number I've five, had that a few times. Yeah. Number five, SPF is cool. <laughs> yes. Oh, wear sunscreen. Wear and sunscreen. I had so many people quoting the Baz Luhrmann thing at me. Just True. If, if I had one piece of advice, sunscreen would be it. But one piece of advice that Michelle didn't give was, be a hoe. Be a hoe. Be a hoe. Be fishy Trisha. It was simple. Fishy Trisha Succinct. had a thing. Um, Gloria said, don't believe everything a guy tells you. They lie. Not every sad story is real. <laughs> you don't have to fix everyone's problems. Worry about you and follow your dreams. Everything is possible. Yes, Queen! See, I had two in a row which said, Cheryl said, make the move and don't look back. Whilst me, not you, said, stay away from him. He will destroy you. Amen. Amen to that one. He will destroy you. But Paul said, try to be more outgoing as it will cause lots of issues in later in life if you're not. I've got one from Leopold House Mafia, who I assume is the brother of Swedish. I like Leopold House Mafia. He said, travel more, worry less. Good, good, Absolutely. Good. Whereas Peter James Needham said, Everton winning league titles may <laughs> not be an annual event. Who knew? Charlie said, everything in moderation and don't break the law. Not quite dating said your self-worth is not dependent on a man. It really, really doesn't matter what others think of you. Don't let fear stop you from being who you want to be. I had lots say the same as Mike, who said don't settle, wait for the right person. And Wilderness said don't push back people away because you're not used to accepting genuine help, which is a very, very good point. Accept help if you can get it. And in at number 16 was Debbie with actions over words. If they promise you the world, believe it when they give you the world. Whereas Plenty of Freaks said, wax your eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do what my first boyfriend did and shave his. Oh, <laughs> my, my, my brother did that for a dare. He literally shaved every piece of body hair off of him and then had to go to the hospital the next day for a random separate thing when he jumped out a flight of stairs and walking into a hospital wing with no body hair gives them a whole different impression of you oh my god guys I am so done thank you so much for getting in touch with those we'll, we'll be putting some more questions out on the socials over the next week so watch out for them so that's why you need to follow us I am swiped out girl on Twitter and Instagram and I am a dating dad make sure you put the A in front because the American version gets really pissed if you don't um, and that's it guys that's all from us get in touch we need some more topics that we can focus on next time around so anything that you want us to speak about get in touch dm slides keep them coming i'm like i'm they give me life anything yep. else to add glenn there's probably more that we add but i'll probably think of it by the time the next episode rolls around so in the meantime i'll say goodbye for now and uh, keep swiping people yeah don't get too swiped out bye Done? Done. Done.